Vivian Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions and MLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom. All right, well, welcome to welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux, and I am the Mortgage Mom, and today I have got Heather Barkley Kilpatrick on with me, and I finally put it in the right order. How are you doing, Hi, Heather? <laughs> hey. I'm good. How are you? I am good. I am good. Uh, we have okay. a very, very exciting episode for all of you guys. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about forbearance. Um, now that forbearance is over, what happens? What are your options? If you haven't come out of forbearance yet, uh, Heather and I attended a call that was a very, it was so, it was awesome. It was actually amazing. Gave us so much information that we didn't know. There was a lot more um, information that we didn't expect that was actually on the brighter side of things. So um, we are going to be filling you guys in on all of that, all of the insider information that we received. But in the meantime, I want to remind you guys that this is an interactive show. You are more than welcome to ask us your questions. You can do that by putting them right into the feed. I am going to answer those questions for you. I will read them out loud. Heather is our resident real estate agent currently working on her broker's license, but a licensed real estate agent for over, can I say it, 30 years? <laughs> over 25 years. Uh, 30, <laughs> probably. Coming up. Pushing on. close to 30, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, like, I, think, I like the over 25 better than 30. It makes me sound younger. <laughs> right, exactly. But she is our licensed uh, real estate agent resident, and she will soon be a broker, which is amazing. We're just waiting on her to get that date. So that way we'll be able to actually offer you additional real estate services coming down the road. Um, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we have been through all of it together. Heather and I, she started in the business a couple of years before me, and then I started in the business short there shortly after. We have both been through you know uh the earthquake here Every in market. california that literally dropped things as a pocket so la county and santa clarita and northridge and the valley all had a really rough go in 95 94 95 96 tons of you know foreclosures um you know <laughs> properties that were not lendable cracked slabs and then you know obviously then we also went through the you know recession in you know, 07, 08, 09, and, you know, many foreclosures, tons of short sales, second time around that uh, rainbow for Heather and I as well. And, you know, now here we are and we're, you know, dealing with, um, you know, COVID, the after effects, tons of people having been in forbearance. And so we're going to just kind of, uh, it was nice to hear the insiders information of where things are at and what's happening, you know, in the market, how many people are still in forbearance, who needs to still rectify. So that was all very nice to hear on that call. And it helps us to gauge a little bit better where we think the market is going. So if you are a homeowner, you are in forbearance, you have not taken care of that forbearance yet, 
this is definitely a really great episode for you. So we don't want you to go anywhere at all. Uh, but once again, this is an interactive show. Put those questions into the feed. I'm going to read them out loud. I'm going to read them to Heather uh, since she can't actually see your yes, comments the way that I can. <laughs> and she can answer those for you as the uh, real estate agent on that mm -hmm. side of things. I can answer all of the questions for you on lending. She can as well. And, um, you know, so so here we are. Uh, how do you guys get in touch with us? If you want to give us a call, you want to talk to us about your situation or, you know, get our help, will you call our office? It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. So that's how you get a hold of us. Talk to us, schedule an appointment, go to the website, mortgagemomradio.com. I want to make sure you guys don't forget the radio and you don't forget the T in mortgage. Uh, I have had, I know you're going to laugh about it. Trust me. And it's, you know what, if you're not in the business, mortgage doesn't sound like it has a T in it. It really doesn't. And most people think, most people think I'm the mortgage mom. So they're sending it to mortgagemom.com. That's not my email. That's not our website. It is mortgagemomradio.com. So make sure you guys don't forget that. I've actually had quite a few people that have called into the office said they've been emailing us they haven't gotten a response I'm going to tell you right now I respond to every single email that comes through our questions box so it is questions with an s at mortgage <laughs> m-o-r-t-g-a-g-e mom m-o-m radio Dot com. So send your, uh, I, I, I swear, I promise I respond to all of them. And if you have sent a message and you have not gotten a response, please call our office and let us know if there is a broken link somewhere, if the website is not sending the contact us form, if the phone app is not sending the email correctly or getting it to us, please, please call in and, and ask for me. Say that you'd like to speak with me. You've been trying to get through. I am absolutely fully obtainable. Just remember if it is me that you want to talk to. I am not usually available for like immediate transfer. Many times I can take uh, calls same day, but you just need to book the appointment because I've got other appointments already booked. One call in a row. Heather's watched me do it. Uh, it's nonstop. Uh, so nonstop. it's. <laughs> nonstop. So it is not usually an immediate transfer, but if you can be somewhat patient for same day, couple of hours later, or, you know, early next morning, you can definitely get through to me. You just have to ask. And if not, Heather is available. She is on the phone back to back to back as well, um, but also available for immediate transfer too. And, you know, if she is available, uh, scheduled call, scheduled appointment, and all you have to do is actually ask for Heather. And in this episode that we're going to be talking about today, any of the girls that are on the team can absolutely help you. So I don't want anybody to feel like they have to talk to me, have to talk to Heather. We're all very educated. We've all been in the business for a very long time and we've all been through, <laughs> we've been, all been through the cycles, the ups and the downs. And so um, please remember that. But how do you get a hold of us? Call, book your appointment, go online, use the phone app, contact us, send me an email. Super duper simple, 844-935-3634 questions at mortgagemomradio.com or the website mortgagemomradio.com. Uh, Heather jumped on, or Heather, Heidi jumped on and she says, hi ladies, you both look great. Thank you so hi, much, Heidi. Heidi. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Heidi. And guess what? I'm going to make you do a show next week so get yourself ready and prepared. I know she loves that. She's had a big break. She should be ready. 
she has had a huge <laughs> break. So she is coming. She is coming and she's coming on yeah. strong next week. We're yeah. going to talk about some really good stuff. So anyway, so this week it's all about forbearance. If you're in it, what do you do? You got to get out of it. You got to get it rectified. So uh, tons and tons of homeowners, you guys are out there and you guys are still sitting um, in forbearance, not making payments and you need to do something. So we're going to talk about those options, what the market is showing us and you know what you guys should be prepared for. That's everything coming up in this show. So we're going to take a super Super, super fast break, and we'll be right back. All right, unmute. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today I have got Heather Barkley Kilpatrick on. She is our resident real estate agent. She has had her license, which she likes to say is 25 plus years, and I like to say, oh, so close to 30 years. Uh, I know. I have a birthday coming next week and, or next month, and I'm like, yeah. oh, gosh. June, yeah. actually. I, I guess we still have a couple days left in April, a couple days. Anyway. Uh, It'll be here before you know it though. It'll, it'll be really fast. It sure will. It sure will. So um, Heidi jumped on. She said, you got it. I'm ready. And Jennifer jumps in. She says, great topic. Thank you, Jen. Appreciate that. Again, remember you guys, it is an interactive show. You are more than welcome to put your questions into the feed. I'm going to answer them for you, or I'm going to read them to Heather and let her answer them for you. So please feel free to do that. If you are listening by radio on Saturday and Sunday. Guys, we go live. You get to see us actually record it, see our faces, put our voices to what we look like, and ask your questions right there during the show if you guys follow along on YouTube. So check out our YouTube channel, Mortgage Mom Radio. Everything is Mortgage Mom Radio to get us, but if you go to YouTube, make sure you do subscribe to our channel and click that notification bell. Turn it to all so that you know when we go live. I don't text you every single time we do a show, but I do text you once a week. So if you do want to opt in to the texting with a link to click on, you can do that by texting the word mom, M-O-M, to 844-935-3634. You can use that phone number to call us as well. That phone number, guys, we are not actually watching the text messages, so it's not an interactive texting line. It is just to get you opted in. Get one text message a week telling you that there is a live show. It gives you the link to be able to download our handy-dandy phone app, which gives you all those great calculators that I talked about last week. Um, and so, you know, that that's all that you're doing with that texting. It's not to ask us questions. We're not actually monitoring it every now and then I do log in and I'll see that there's a couple of messages there but you might not get a message back for three or four days and I do apologize for that there's just only so many ways that I can actually watch the communication and so that's not one of them I'm just trying to get you guys the education the information know that we're live and know that you can actually follow along watch a show and ask your questions so now let's jump in to all the big deep fun stuff about forbearance you're in it. You need to rectify. You got to get out. What is coming down the pike? What should everybody be prepared for? How many times have you heard? Here's my best one. How many times have you heard? Oh, recession is looming. We're going to end up. Um, prices are going to fall. Um, buyers are going to have another opportunity. I think there's a little bit to be said for that, which we're going to jump on. But do you feel like we are going to have an absolute market crash? 
You know, I really don't. And one of the things that you were talking about is this is not our first rodeo. And I think each time that the market has crashed, you know, in quotes, it's been a little different. So in the early 90s, we had um, a market crash because we had a huge earthquake here in Southern California. So that was a little different. But looking at 2007, because I think we're a little bit closer to that, um, you know, it's different. People in 2007 got themselves in over their heads and couldn't afford to make their payments. And they were so mortgaged out on their properties that they couldn't sell their properties to get out from underneath them. Right now, I think we're in a completely different market than that. I think that um, one, we have a lack of inventory. There's absolutely no inventory, whether it's new, new homes or resale, um, foreclosure homes or short sale. There's just no inventory there. So when you don't have inventory, that makes a big difference. The other thing is, is the market's been going up so drastically over the last couple of years that people that maybe bought their home a year ago or two years ago or three or longer, they really have a equity in their property right now. So they have another option other than to just let the property go into foreclosure or do a short sale. And I think that right there is a huge difference from where we've been in the past. So when you have that opportunity to sell your home, even if you're in forbearance or you've done a loan modification or what have you, you can still come out with equity that puts you in a completely different situation. Couple that with no inventory, I. I just don't see a big recession coming like we have in the past. If something there changes where the market's all of a sudden flooded with foreclosures, then we might see something come up. But right now where it stands, I know everybody's talking about it and I know people are having a hard time affording it, but there are other options out there for people that really need it with their home. Right. And and let me step back too and say mm-hmm. that what we're talking about is the housing market. We're Correct. not talking about the entire general economy, yeah. right? So yeah. where the economy could have a recession for any given amount of things, call it inflation, call it more expensive gas, call it more expensive groceries, uh, people maybe turning in their leases and not getting right. a second vehicle for the family because one is really where their new budget is at based on what their overall, you know, housing and, you know, overall expenses monthly expenses. are, you know, there might mm-hmm. be other places that there there are that we end up feeling and seeing recession. Um, oh, for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. But but what we're yeah. talking about today is what do we see happening with the housing. housing market? Right. And this is again, I do want to back up and let everybody know that this is our opinion as Mortgage right. Mom Radio. This is we're <laughs> by no means um, economists. We're giving you information from what we're reading, research that we're doing, calls that we're getting on, inside information that we're receiving. And then we are giving you what we feel that we're going to see. Uh, this is not. Um, foolproof this doesn't mean that we can't be wrong this doesn't mean that tomorrow there couldn't be something that happens that everybody's homes drop 50 percent um that can obviously happen but being in the business for as long as we have we're giving you our opinion of what we see happening with other other things that we can see right and how they kind of all work together um right so i think that that was really you know really great what you just said heather and i i totally 100 percent agree with you uh with the inventory being 
short. And so let's talk about that a little bit, right? Yeah. Is interest rates have gone up and we've talked about that in numerous, numerous shows now, right? We are mm-hmm. now really into the 5% low fives, um, but really in right. the 5% range without buying down a rate, uh, without paying points, without doing an actual buy down. We all learned about what those buy downs were a couple weeks ago as well. Um, so without actually looking at adjustable rates or things of that nature, just a standard 30 year fixed rate, uh, we're mm-hmm. probably in the low fives right now, right? So right. they've yeah. definitely gone up. So if you've got a rate that's in the low fives and you've been thinking about pulling out uh, money because you want to redo your kitchen and your interest rate currently is at 3%, you may rethink that kitchen and say, you know what? I think I can live with it the way it is for just a little bit longer. Uh, and there's other yeah. people that go, we can't, right? This thing is from yeah. the 70s and it's falling apart and it's never been redone and we don't have a choice. And in those situations, yeah. then obviously you refinance. And let me just tell you that 5% are fantastic. I mean, those are really, really great rates. <laughs> I was going to say, we are super spoiled. And, you know, for a couple of years now, we've seen the threes and the fours. And I think people have really come accustomed to that. But, you know, I know you've mentioned in the past when you bought your first home, you were at 9%. I was at 9%. And so really we have to understand that fives, fives and sixes are still amazing rates, you know, over the last 30 years, even, you know, up into the sevens and the seven and a half, it's a normal rate. It's a, it's a correct market. We were just really spoiled. And I, I don't want it to scare buyers off because that's where we're at. People say, oh, well, I'm going to wait for the market to go down again. No, no, no. You don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> right now at the fives is the market down generally, you know? Um, so I, I think that that's important to say too, is I don't want buyers to be afraid because all of a sudden the rates, you know, almost doubled. This is still low for what we know is normal. And I think that that's just, it's one of those things where, you know, you get in the pool and it's freezing cold and you just need that little bit of time to adjust. Um, But just know that if you're waiting, they're gonna continue to go up to where they are normally. And then you're gonna say, oh, I wish I would have at five or five and a half. Right, oh no, absolutely. And and the reason that I brought that up is that if you do have an interest rate that's around 3% and you've been thinking about doing something like, maybe selling your home and going and buying something else and then you test the waters on the pre-approval and you find out that your interest rate is going to be about five percent right then Mm -hmm. you really may stop and say you know what i think that we're good i think we're just gonna sit tight we're gonna stay in this home this one works for us this is a fantastic rate or you might say i'm never gonna get this interest rate again this is cheap Mm -hmm. money so you may decide that you're gonna rent the house out instead of sell it right so this is is the the rates going up is actually creating an even smaller inventory than what we right. had previously. We've got less inventory in 22 than we did in 21 or in 2020. So, right. you know, couple that with, um, you know, just everything else, you know, rising prices, rising interest rates and less inventory. And you you still stay within an area where it's going to be, you know, the home home prices are going to stay higher than you know where they've been right but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're not going to get some inventory and we're not going to see maybe some things stabilize a bit which I would say in my opinion is where we're headed so with yeah right um and with I agree yeah and and with that you know so so why are we headed towards stabilization and and what is everything that we're talking about have to do with the current uh owners 
that are still in forbearance at this time who have not gotten out of it, haven't streamlined, modified, haven't sold, you know, haven't refinanced, you know, where are we going with this topic? Well, we're going to get there. So don't go anywhere. This is fantastic for buyers to hear. This is for fantastic yes. for uh, homeowners that are still in forbearance or have not figured out whether to modify, refinance or sell. So we're, that's kind of where this show is going, but we're trying to bring you guys up to speed and up to date with where things are at. So do not go anywhere. If you have questions, put them into the feed. Uh, Cindy did jump in. She said, thanks for such great information. Been asked this question so much lately. So we are going to keep going and talking about where's the market going, forbearance, how do you get out? What are your options? Who's in forbearance still? What does that number look like in the market? Um, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right. Well, welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux and I am the Mortgage Mom and I have got Heather Barkley Kilpatrick on with me. She is our resident real estate agent, been licensed for well over 25 years. I know she loves that better, better than as well, over. Better, better than just under 30. Um, she's been through the ups and the downs of the market, just like I have. We've both been doing this for just about the same amount of time. We both started our real estate journey uh, during a time where there were tons of foreclosures and short sales. And no mm. matter where you live in the country right now, this is not geared towards California only, guys. I want you to know I love you, Seattle. I love you, Las Vegas. I love you guys, love Texas, right? Um, yeah. we, we, we are... We We've got 12 different states going. North Carolina now, I just added to that that bunch. Um, you know, we're talking about all of the U.S. right now today. Today's right. show is about we're all everywhere. In it together. <laughs> we're all in it together. Every single area is low inventory. Every single area has, you know, homeowners that are in forbearance. Every single area is experiencing interest rates, incline, you know, inclining. Um, everybody is experiencing inflation and cost of gas and price and yeah. goods and, you know, um, their homes and where they live and their rents and their utilities. Everything is on the rise right now. So this is for all yeah. of you, but it is specifically geared to towards those new buyers looking to get into the market, but not sure if they should wait. And it's geared towards those clients that are, or our listeners that are homeowners that are in forbearance that have not gotten out of the forbearance yet. And we want you guys to ask us your questions. We want you to call our office. We want you to get on the calendar to talk to us, you know, about what can you do? What are your options? If you are in that state right now, you're in forbearance, you're not out yet. Or if you are a buyer and you've been thinking about getting in, call us and talk to us and let's talk about what your options are. So how do you do that? Heather, what's the best number for them to call us? Do you know it? Thank you. Yeah, 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. Look at you. I love it. I didn't even have to repeat it. You did it so good. All right, so we're talking forbearance. Get ready, Heidi. Right? <laughs> Get ready, Heidi. <laughs> I love it. All right. So um, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, what does this all mean to you guys? We're talking about, you know, the fact that we 
um, see that there might be uh, some additional homes come to market. So let's talk about why. Um, and then, you know, I do feel like we're going to see some stabilization as far as prices go, because if yeah. we do get some more inventory, it is going to be um, uh, uh, get us back to maybe, you know, where housing inventories maybe at a, at a 60 or a 90 day uh, pipeline, right? Instead of right. there being only enough homes on the market for like two weeks. Um, so, yeah. you know, if we can get back to some normalcy, which I know sellers, if you're listening, you're thinking, oh my gosh, I might put my house on the market and it might take 60 days to get an offer. You mean I'm not going to list gonna, my... That's going to be like the 5% rate. Oh my gosh, I'm not selling my house in one week with multiple 50 offers, $100,000 over asking. Right. No. Right. But <laughs> but let me just tell you guys what we experienced back in, you know, 07, 08, 09, when everything was crashing was not a 60 day or 90 day amount of homes for inventory. We're talking there was six months there was nine months of inventory of properties. Price reduction you, after price reduction after price reduction. You drove down a street and there were three for sale signs on every single street in every single neighborhood. And half of those were foreclosures, if not all of them. And, you know, it was just a different time. And, and I don't personally see that coming. So we're going to talk about why. No. So number one, buyers rates are fantastic right now. Number two, yeah. my, my opinion, and we'll get through the rest of the show, but my opinion is that we are going to see things hopefully stabilize. I mean, we need them to. If prices keep yes. going at the rate that they have been, my kids are never going to be able to buy a house. So <laughs> we live we, with we, you forever. 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 Yes. So we we definitely Ugh. we need things to slow down. We that we need to happen. We need to get some inventory. And do I see that coming? I do. But I also see higher interest rates and I see that waiting on a fence is not a good idea. So let's talk really quick, Heather, about why we see a little bit more inventory that is going to come. And I would say, if I had to put my finger on it, I'd say we're probably about six months out and we're going to start to see a little yeah. bit more inventory come to the market. So let's talk about why, yeah. because that's where we're going to get into the people that are still in forbearance today. Sure. So number one, I think we're starting to see that shift a little bit already. Um, one, because buyers are nervous about getting into the buying pool because they really think that prices are going to drastically drop um, or they're nervous about the rate or maybe what they qualified for before they don't now. So the sellers that have their properties out there on the market, they might be sitting a little bit longer simply because the buyers are nervous about the market. Um, the prices are high on the houses still, the rates are high. So it's kind of one of those things. We're also starting to see you know, buyers canceling escrows for whatever reason, maybe they don't qualify or maybe it's not the home for them or they're getting nervous. So you are starting to see properties, what we call come back on the market, which means it was an escrow. And for whatever reason, the property is back on the market. That I think is the first sign of change is when you start seeing those properties come back on the market. And we are starting to see those a little bit. The second part is that when a property is coming on the market now, it's not selling right away with multiple offers in the first week. It is starting to sit on the market a little bit. So those two things right there are giving us a little bit more inventory without, you know, changing anything other than the fact that, you know, those properties would be in the pool no matter what, but due to whatever properties coming back on the market or, you know, due to the prices and buyers being nervous and rates, the home's sitting a little bit longer. 
Yeah. Well, so, and I, I, let me just jump in on that one yeah, too, yeah. because what we are in, and these are the indicating, I, I want to make sure everybody understands that what we're giving factors. you right now is, are, these are the indicating factors that we're seeing, yeah. which are yeah. bringing us to the opinions uh, that we have here at Mortgage Mom Radio to be able to bring that and educate you as our listeners. But um, right. one thing that I am seeing still today is that if mm-hmm. the property is listed at the right price, it is oh. still selling very quickly with yes. multiple offers. What I am yes. seeing is that there is a lot of greed right now. The greed yeah. is through the roof. So if your neighbor, yeah. same exact floor plan, same exact square footage, you both had a pool, you were both in a cul-de-sac, you know, really apples to apples in comparison. Mm-hmm. If your, you know, neighbor sold for 500, you're listing at 550. Um, yeah. That, those are the ones where it the greed has just been through the roof and i've got to say that over and over again it you know those are sitting now those were starting to see some price reductions and when you do that okay as a realtor i get the question from the buyer why has this property been on the market for 30 days why is it not selling what's wrong with it and it's not necessarily that anything is wrong with the property it's just that the seller came on too high so now we got to kind of do a little shift and you gotta stop the greed a little bit. You gotta stop those housing prices are stopping, you know, going up the roller coaster and they're starting to, you know, sit at that top. So if you're a seller and you're maybe in forbearance or getting out of forbearance or what have you, and you know, you say, look, my property's gone up in equity, you know, I got some equity in here, it's gone up in price. Um, I'm gonna list my property for sale. Okay, great. But like you're saying, if the first house is five hundred thousand. You're going to want to come in pretty close to that on the list. Otherwise, it's going to sit. Right. And, and yeah, if you know? and what I'm seeing is that if you price it right, they're yeah. still actually end up going over, in, you know, because yeah. there's still multiple offers and overbidding, sure. right? So you've yeah. got to price it right in order to get that quick sale. If you want to sit right. on the market, you want to sit for a long period of time, then go mm-hmm. ahead and, and be the highest one that ever sold in your neighborhood, but expect to right. sit a little bit longer. Um, yep. so, so we are starting to see that, which is one of those indicators that we're going to start to see the market calm down, which is great. Right. We still have right. very limited inventory, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, which is going to still keep prices, I think, quite stable. Right. Um, but I don't think that we're going to see that massive, crazy appreciation that we have been seeing during 2020, 2021, and really the beginning of 2022. I think we are slowing down now. And yeah. I think that we're going to kind of kind of sit, hopefully, mm-hmm. with where, we, where we're at for a little bit, little bit longer. I think what's going to happen is, I, I think even though homes aren't selling as fast right now we are getting some more inventory on and they were there it's norm it's what would normally list but i just think because prices are a little bit higher buyers a little bit you know trepidatious to get in that water but the thing is is that what we have to remember is that um you're still buying you know at a good price and so when you see that home that's comparable with the last sale that's where the buyers are saying oh i want that one not the one that's fifty thousand higher because we're we're not there 
right now. So, but the thing is, is we still have that limited inventory. So that means that those prices, I think, are going to kind of hold a little bit. Not only that, but you were kind of go back a little bit where you were talking about, you know, you might have that seller, you know, who's in the house who says, okay, I'm going to sell my home and downsize or upgrade. And maybe they do have that 3% rate, like you were mentioning. And now they're like, oh gosh, now I'm at five, you know, and I'm going to buy a bigger home. I'm just going to wait. So that seller that would have put their property on the market maybe now is waiting. Or like you were mentioning, you know, the seller who says, gosh, I got a great rate on this. And, you know, it's a nice little condo or a nice little starter home. I'm going to rent it out because my payment's so low and I'm just going to go buy something else. So that property that would have been on the market, maybe for a move up buyer or maybe, you know, a move down seller, somebody who's downsizing, that's going to stay off the market as well. So there's a lot more properties that have those lower rates on them that are going to stay off the market and hold us back from that, um, those numbers that we need to make it really correct. I just don't think they're going to be there like we're going to see. And I don't think you're going to start seeing numbers change a whole lot, probably till the end of this year, the fourth quarter, maybe around, you know, the third quarter, fourth quarter, six months out. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do, I, I just think that things, um, I, I think that we have so many other reasons why you wouldn't mm-hmm. sell the property that yep. that is going to, like you said, going to hold back the normal buyer or the normal seller from listing. Right. So properties that would usually just by normal default, it's that time they're at their sixth or seventh year in the home. Their kids are now four and five years old and they don't fit in that, you know, two or three bedroom, they're looking for a little bit more square footage. Those people that would usually just naturally by timing, be ready to list and go buy something else may actually just hold off, still maybe buy, but Mm -hmm. may not sell or may just decide they're not going to sell at all. Or maybe they're going to add on uh, to the property Mm -hmm. and just add that extra bedroom or that bathroom. And they're just going to stay put because again, their rate and the price and the property taxes are just that much better uh, than to go and buy something new. Right. Mm -hmm. So I I think I, you know, I do think that we're going to have still limited inventory. So where we're going to see a little bit of a break where I think it's going to slow down the market as far as appreciation and prices is I think that the uh, clients that or that the homeowners, not clients, but the homeowners that are still in forbearance today that have not rectified in some way or another. I think that we are going to get a little bit of extra extra inventory from those people, um, which are going to help our inventory pool that we need because the normal seller is not going to be selling. So that's the important piece for you buyers is you might have a little bit more inventory come down the road. It's still not going to be a bunch of inventory. Uh, Prices probably are not going to do any kind of major decline and interest rates are going to definitely be higher. We already know that by end of year and next year. So it does it make sense to hold off and wait, not get pre-approved and not get out there and start looking and make an offer and buy something? Absolutely not. You guys absolutely need right. to be ready to go, pre-approved, you know, piece of paper in hand, know what you can afford, know, know where the interest rates are at, be comfortable with it. And you need to be aggressively trying to get something, you know, tied up at 5% versus 6% or 7% because that's actually, right. in my opinion, I think where we're, where we're headed. I, I personally think that by the end of 2022, we're going to be in the 6% range. And I think that by my opinion, by end of 2023, I think we'll be um, six and three quarters, almost 7%, I think is what we'll see by the end of next year. Um, so it doesn't make mm-hmm. any sense to not be aggressively looking for that next 
purchase. Now, if you've been really fed up with the market and you give up because there hasn't been enough inventory that you can't even get an offer accepted, I think you're going to see a little bit of reprieve when it comes to that, you know, here coming up very shortly, like starting now, which you've already mentioned, we're starting to see those indicators that there's, you know, a little bit more inventory showing up little you know why right right and then i think mm-hmm. at about six months right. from now we'll probably see maybe a little bit more decent amount of inventory um a little bit longer uh to get it sold maybe a little bit more bigger pipeline of of yeah. homes you know for sale to last a little bit longer so i think all that's coming and i think it's great so buyers if you're waiting you've been on the fence don't don't wait get off the fence get yourself pre-approved get that you know piece of paper in hand Talk to us about the EMD Guarantee Insurance Program. Yeah. Um, how can you guys make sure you're writing offers with no loan contingency, all that good stuff. So don't mm-hmm. miss any of that. Make sure that you guys are, you know, jumping on it. Now, homeowners, if you guys are in foreclosure, or not foreclosure, I'm sorry. If you guys are in forbearance and you haven't rectified it yet, you guys got to listen up because right now this is going to be the section of the show that we're going to jump into. What do you do if you're in forbearance? What are the options? What if you can't come out of it? What if you can't get the loan modification? What if a refinance is not the option? What if you have to sell your property? We're going to be talking about all of those, what those options are for you. So we are going to take a super quick break. And when we get back, that's where we're going next. So everybody out there, stay tuned. And remember, if you have questions, put them in the feed. We'll read them. We'll answer them. And if you have questions right now and it's Saturday or Sunday and you're listening by radio, call my office. Get yourself an appointment. Speak with someone on my team. Find out what those those answers are and those options are for you personally. So how do they call us, Heather? Um, 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU, W-E-L-E-N-D, and the number four. All right, cool. We're going to take a super quick break. We'll be right back. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcou. I am the Mortgage Mom, and today I've got Heather Barkley Kilpatrick on with me. She is our resident real estate agent, uh, been in the business over 25 years. I gave Much it to better. her this time. <laughs> gave it to you this time. Uh, working on her broker's license, which is gonna, going to be great. Uh, Mortgage Mom Radio is going to uh, very soon be able to offer you guys some real estate services. But until then, uh, we are here <laughs> giving you guys all of the education and information that you need. So uh, we are talking all about forbearance today. We're talking about buyers. Uh, you know, we're going to probably see some more uh, homes come to market for sale. We're going to probably see less homes come to market for sale from the normal average turnover that we would typically see in a normal world and market. Uh, but this is not a normal world and not a normal market. Um, so, you know, if we, we've we got less people that are actually selling naturally, but more people that probably need to sell because of unforeseen circumstances, then again, we still remain with lower inventory, hopefully a little bit more 
sure uh, that it's going to slow down the massive appreciation that we've been seeing, uh, give a couple more buyers some opportunity to jump into the market. And hopefully we can do that for you guys uh, this year, 2022, before you guys see the increased interest rates near the end of the year and next year. So um, forbearance, if you guys are a homeowner and you're in forbearance and you haven't rectified yet, please take down our number and call us. It's 844-935-3634. I don't care what state that you are in, give us a call if you are listening to our show. It is all the same. Your options are all the same. And we can go through those with you and talk them out through you and take our time with you and educate you so that you can make the right decision for you and your family. So let's jump into this right now. The the call that we were on was... um, one of which uh, had a bunch of different uh, people from servicing companies, right? There was, uh, who, who was on that call, Heather? It was Caliber, um, Home Loans? Yeah, Mr. Cooper's a big one. There was a couple of them. And the whole idea with the call was, you know, to inform us of what's coming and how they're going to handle it. Is this is this going to be like last time with the foreclosures and short sales? You know, what are they um as servicers expecting to do for you know the clients and for the borrowers and and what options are available and i gotta say you know just so people know i mean i yes i've been in in the market you know for over 25 years but i've also been a listing agent for banks large banks for uh citibank chase um b of a i've done a lot of listings for them i've been to court for them as a professional and as um an expert so i've seen it and i've been on that back end of it where i'm the listing agent and i hear those communications so this call was super important to me because i wanted to see what was going to be offered to the borrowers that maybe hadn't been offered before or was the same you know and kind of compare so that when people ask we have an idea of what's coming coming down the pipes and so it was a really interesting call as far as how they were um going to structure uh what they were going to offer and i loved the words i think you're going to get to it a graceful exit i think Grace, is what they call gra- it a, a graceful exit graceful right exit. We're, yes yeah. we're we're you know and, and and servicing just to keep you guys informed of what we're talking about so uh caliber mr cooper there were a couple of others that were on this call and there's six or seven yeah and they were actually telling us about what they have in their pipeline how many homeowners were still in forbearance that had not rectified yet uh, by either means of a streamline modification or a refinance a complete full refinance that took care of it themselves or have sold their home right and so they were talking about what they had coming coming um coming up for you know renewal who needs to take care of it how many are still left how many were in at the at the peak of you know the the um pandemic and so it was just very very enlightening to hear and what they were trying to talk to us about was graceful exit and how do we help the people that are still in forbearance today who have not rectified and how many of those people were there and what the opportunities were and what the options were that they were giving to these clients and it was really quite um, interesting. So some of the things I want to throw out, and, and Heather, you can correct me because we both sat there and, and, and we're on this call together, um, and I don't have my notes in front of me, but at one point in time, at the highest peak of our um, pandemic, there were 8 million homes across the United States that were in forbearance. People that had called up and said, I am in a hardship, I cannot make my mortgage payment, and they were immediately offered the forbearance, no questions asked. So at the peak, there were 8 million. And at that point in time, they were very, very concerned about 
what are we going to see down the road? <laughs> what is going to happen yeah. to these 8 million people that have stopped making mortgage payments are going to have a balance that's going to be due. They've lost their jobs. They can't modify because they don't have a job showing income to even get their mortgage back on track. Yeah. What is going to happen? And so um, it was really actually very enlightening and it was very positive news that we got, um, which was fantastic. I was actually very excited to hear what we heard. I think both of us were kind of, yeah. you know, it, smiling at that time. Wow. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and my understanding, and so correct me here because this is where I'm a little bit foggy, uh, it was 7 million, yep. 7 million have already mm -hmm. rectified in some way. So it was like 50% rectified by actually um, doing the streamline uh, modification that was offered with taking basically what you owed and tacking it to the end of the loan and making sure you make three monthly payments on time and then they reinstate everything back to, you know, as is. Uh, right. Then there was another 30% that went ahead and had already um, refinanced, did a complete full refinance, paid off the back mortgage payments that were due where they were able to take advantage of the interest rates where they were at, uh, lower the interest rate, get an even cheaper payment than what they had uh, before, you know, uh, before the forbearance began. Mm -hmm. And so now those, we were, we were down to about 20% of right. the 8 million that were left. Did, did I miss anything there? Did I say any no, of those numbers wrong? You're, you're right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there was a million. Which is still a big number. Yes, there were there were a million of them that are still remaining that uh, have left are in forbearance that need to rectify. Now, of that million, it what my understanding was that there were about five hundred thousand of that million that the banks felt were not going to be able to rectify. Did I get right. that right? Yes. Okay. They were not going to have the opportunity for one reason or another to get right. their mortgages back on track. So if we're talking about 500,000 and we're talking about the entire United States, guys, <laughs> it might sound like a really, really big number, but it is not nearly as big as what you would think when we're talking about every single city in the nation you know, of of where these 500,000 properties uh, might be. Now, there might be more areas that get more impacted than others, just simply because maybe there was more um, jobs that were shut down for one reason or another in a particular um, city, you know, where that city maybe gets hit a little bit harder than others. So I think that this is where we're going to start to see some pockets of areas where maybe you can, you might see a couple of foreclosures or maybe some good deals come to play where there's going to be other areas and other parts of the country that don't feel this at all, right? at all. You yeah. know, all of the people that uh, left all of their, you know, left New York, left California, left Florida and went somewhere else. And mind you guys, there's people leaving Florida and there's people going to Florida. Um, so all those people that have actually left and gone somewhere else, uh, those people got loans after the during the pandemic while it was going. They're not the people that are going to have any problems. They found jobs and job placement where they left and they and they you know moved to, uh, relocated to. So really, what we're talking about are areas where there was something that was shut down that was a big part of production of that city, and those people are still there and they've been in their homes and they haven't gotten off of forbearance and they've they've got they they need to rectify. They need to come up with a solution. So. So uh, with that, Heather, what are the options right now? Let's go through the options prior to sell, right? So what, okay. what are the options? So if you haven't 
taken any steps to go into forbearance or to do a loan modification, I would say that's your very first step. Contact your lender. I know it's scary. Um, I, you know, I know you're afraid of what they're going to say, but always contact them. The one thing with the call that I really felt from them that I got from them was we're here to help you. So always take that first step, call your lender, find out what options are available with them if you want to stay in your home. I should say if you want to stay in your home. So if they say to you, um, I, I'm sorry, we can't do a loan modification for you or we can't you know, put you in forbearance for whatever reason, then you're gonna have to move on to the next step. But I really think that they're going to try to do some sort of workout with you where they're making payments affordable to you if possible, or maybe you know, making that first balance a little bit lower and giving you a second balance. There's a bunch of different options that they're gonna offer you. Now, most people have already gone that direction. Um, they've either reached out to the lender or the lenders reached out to them because they've been late. So if you've already gone that direction and you've done your forbearance, maybe you were in for three months or six months or nine months, and now you got a loan modification and a loan modification is just the lender modifying the terms of your loan. And that can either be making your payment lower, changing your interest rate, changing the way that your loan is structured, what have you. So you've already gone that direction and it wasn't, it's not an option for you now there are other options available. So I'm going to guess that, you know, if you can try and refinance, maybe you've got yourself a new job, you're doing really well, you've had the job for a while, um, you know, you wanna try and refinance a lower rate if it's possible, that's always an option. If that's not an option for you and you have equity in your home, then you might wanna start thinking about, is now a good time for me to sell my home because I do have equity, I'm not late on the payments, or even if you are late on the payments, you know, I can walk out of my home with some money. And that's the whole important thing is, you know, one, can you keep your home doing a loan modification deferment? Okay, no, I've tried, that doesn't work. Two, can I refinance my home, get myself into a payment I can afford? Nope, that's not gonna work for me, three. Okay, then you have to look at how do I sell my home and come out with the most amount of money that I can. Right, and so. right, and, and, and that's one of the things is, you know, where prior to, right, last year, 2021, interest rates were still very good, like I said yeah. a little, in you know, a couple minutes ago, is there mm -hmm. were a lot of, um, you know, homeowners that actually called and just did a straight up refinance and they were able to yep. lower the interest rate, pay off the back amount that they owed on the forbearance, get everything caught up, get into a brand new fresh loan and keep moving forward and um, all was well. Well, the refinance opportunity is going to be less and less and less as interest rates continue to go up right because there's yeah. you know if your interest rate today is three percent four percent five percent and we're going to give you an interest rate of five percent to do a refinance that that may not be also an opportunity so if the loan modification is not an opportunity, you've lost a job, there isn't enough income there for them to qualify you to keep you in the home or whatever the particular reason is that the mortgage company is saying, we can't offer this you know, modification to you at this time. And you know, doing a complete refinance is not an opportunity. Then the only opportunity that you would have would be to sell. Now, one of the things that came up on that, on that call was, you know, and they actually brought it up without anybody even having to ask the question is, well, what are you telling the homeowners when you have these calls with mm -hmm. them? They call you asking you for help. We are telling you, take your time with, you know, with the client on the phone, talk with them, make sure that they know all their options. Yeah. And they're saying, well, what is selling going to do me? 
I can't go anywhere else. I can't mm-hmm. afford something else, right? And so what was their answer yeah. to that? Because it, it was it was good. And I, I just, I want you to be able to answer that question so people are hearing two different voices, right? I'm the homeowner and I'm saying, I understand I have equity. I understand I could sell and I could make money right now. But how does that help me? Now I got to go find a house to rent and rent is expensive too. So what is your response to that, Miss Real Estate Agent, uh, that's been through this market, right? What are you telling these clients when they say that to you? And what are these banks going to have to tell these clients when that's what they, you know, the person on the other end is saying to their, you know, to their call center? Yeah, I, you know, I honestly, for my personal opinion, and I think that this was kind of echoed too, they're, one, they're going to go through everything they can to keep you in your home. The last option they're going to say is, let's look at selling. If you have equity in your home right now because the, the values have gone up, okay, you have two choices. You can either stop making your payments because you can't afford it, stay in your home and let the foreclosure process take its natural course and go through and lose your home through foreclosure. Or the way that I like better, you can list your home for sale, walk out of your home with your money in your hands. You don't have a foreclosure on your record. You don't have a short sale on your record. You have a regular standard grant deed sale to a new borrower. Yes, I understand that rents are crazy. Maybe, you know, the state that you're living in or the area that you're living in, you know, you need to reevaluate that. Maybe you want to move out a little bit further, save some rent. But the thing that's nice is when you walk out with those funds, you can take and pay off things. If you have credit cards that are holding you down or loans that are holding you down, you can get rid of that debt and you can start right there to bring yourself back to where you need to be to be a homeowner again. And you can do it a lot faster than if you have a short sale or a foreclosure on your record. So I would really encourage you if it's something where you're looking down, you know, the road and you say, I am just not going to be able to do this. Really, really think now um, while the rates are still lower and there's a little bit less inventory is now a good time for me to sell, take my money out of my property, pay off some credit cards, get myself where I'm going, you know, get my job back or, you know, I'm in a new job or I'm in the same job. Just get yourself where you need to be. And then maybe, you know, in a year or so down the road, when prices come down a little bit, you can buy again. And I think that that's what they were really echoing was that the fact that you have to sell is not a bad thing. You actually have equity in your home and you have options with that. And I think that's important for people to understand. Well, and it is. And if you leave your home, anybody that's bought a home uh, a year ago or or earlier uh, have equity, have equity, right? And why would you just let that go? I mean, you could take that equity and help um, to subsidize that new rent payment that you're going to have to make for the new place right. where you're going, right? You right. could, like you said, you can take that money and you can get yourself all caught up, caught up in every way possible. You can pay off those credit cards, pay off those car loans, pay off anything you could possibly pay off again to create a better cash flow, which in, in turn is going to help you, uh, possibly afford those higher rent payments that you're going to have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, you could move a little further out so that you can get into some more affordable rent, lots of options when you can get cash in hand, very little options when somebody forecloses. And let me just remind you like what Heather was saying is that when you've got a foreclosure, you have a short sale that is on your credit report, you are tied down for a very long period of time to get financing again. The very fastest, fastest route that we have available for somebody with a short sale is one year post short sale. 
you have to have a minimum of 30% down and you're going to take an interest rate that's three or 4% above the market rate. We're talking pretty gnarly, nasty yeah. financing, very subprime uh, to get into something more prime lending. I don't care if you've got 20, 30, 40, 50% down payment. If you have a short sale on your record, you are not going to be able to get a loan until you can get an FHA, which is two years from the time of the short sale. And you know, you're still gonna pay mortgage insurance even if you have these big giant down payments. Uh, a foreclosure, you could pretty much count on the fact that it's seven years if you have a foreclosure for a conventional loan before you're going to be able to get financing again for a good old Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac you know, right. mortgage. Um, FHA is gonna be a little bit more lenient at four years. And other than that, it's gonna be some really pretty ugly, nasty financing. So if you yeah. can save your credit, get yourself some cash, walk out, with nothing negative on your credit report and even some cash in hand, you are absolutely in a better position selling that home than you are to try to dig your heels in and hope that you can right. somehow convince the bank, you can run from them, you can ignore them, you can ignore the, you know, you can ignore the notes, the love letters, the calls. Trust <laughs> me, they're going to get you one way or another, even if it means that they're going to have the sheriffs escort you out and throw away everything you own inside your property, you will get locked out in a foreclosure. There is no way to avoid it. There are you know, ways that you can slow foreclosure down. So that's a whole nother topic, a whole nother show. Um, but in, at the end of the day, it's not something that you wanna do. It's not something that you want on your credit. It is not, it is, it, it is not the best way to move forward. And no. if you've got equity, why would you not just sell? And so that's why they were talking about having the communication and the conversation with the clients about a graceful exit. Exit gracefully. Take the position yes. of, I can't modify, I can't refinance, I can't stay here. What I can do is I can get as much money out of this house as I can possibly get. I'm gonna list it right. early, I'm gonna sell it early. And mind you, if I'm a seller or I'm an owner and I know I'm gonna be in this position and I need to sell this house and it is you know, May, June of 2022, I know I'm gonna get more money for this house at a higher price yeah. while interest rates are in the fives than what I'm gonna get in 2023 <laughs> in six months from now when interest rates are in the sixes and when everybody of those 500,000 to a million people that are in my same shoes need to also get gracefully exit their home, there's going yep. to be more buyer opportunity. There are going to be more listings on the market and there is going to be more opportunity for negotiations, for getting closing costs paid by the seller, buy downs paid for by the seller. There's gonna be a lot more, um, there will be more inventory. That, and that's when you wanna be a buyer again. So yes. you wanna sell now, take your cash out, pay off whatever you need to pay. Do not have those 30, 60 and 90 day late mortgage payments or credit card payments or whatever you're you know, robbing from Peter to pay Paul. And then you want to make sure that in the next year you know, or so that you're ready to buy. So that when those deals do come back on, you know, you're ready to go. It's just repositioning, it's restructuring. You gotta kind of look at that. I mean, it's, it's an emotional thing, I get it. Um, you know, I've, I've been with a lot of people and, and gone through it. Um, but you really have to look at it as a restructure of your finances. I think it's a great way to look at it. 
Absolutely. So with that, we're at the end of our hour. So the way I want to leave this show is number one, buyers, guys, get yourselves pre-approved. Don't be sitting on the sidelines. It does not help you. And if there does happen to be in, you know, five or six months from now, uh, a little bit more inventory than there was before, you're going to have a great opportunity to get some, you know, really nice homes uh, and possibly maybe get a seller to pay, you know, some closing costs for you or let you keep an appraisal contingency. Maybe we might get back to a little bit more normal market. <laughs> um, obviously, interest yeah. rates will be at a higher number so if you can find something and lock it up now and today we would definitely still suggest that and you know owners homeowners if you guys are in a situation that you don't see a way for you to get out of waiting isn't helping get on the phone call us today let us go through the different options with you what you know um where are you at how far behind are you how much do you owe what has the bank told you is there a way to refinance right now to save it and if not how do you get it sold? Who do you talk to? How do you pick a real estate agent? We're going to take you through all of those pieces of the puzzle. So give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. That's the best way to get a hold of us. With that, we want to say goodbye. I definitely want to help you. I know Heather wants to help you. And so do all the rest of the girls on our team. Reach out. Please talk to us. Don't be scared. We're not your lender. Uh, we are a neutral third party that can help try to educate you and help you to make the best decisions possible. So go to mortgagemomradio.com. Book that appointment right now. Get on the books to talk to us. And uh, we'll be back next week. We hope you guys all have an amazing one. Heather, you were fantastic. Thank you so much uh, for the input. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you. Your input was amazing. Anyway, we hope you guys all have a fantastic week and weekend. And we'll be, we're doing this every Monday and Wednesday. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Debbie Marcuse, licensed by the Department of Financial Institutions, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504. Florida, LO76508. Georgia, 69178. Idaho, Nevada, 57237. Oregon, Tennessee, 184373. Texas, Washington, MLO237926. She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done. When you're in need and don't know where to go, pick up the phone and call mom.